This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Superchargers, headlights, and more with over 122 million parts. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. volume boxing with chris mannix is presented by fanduel it's nfl playoff time and there's no better place to get into the action than fanduel the app is safe secure and easy to use fanduel has exclusive offers boosts and more all month long when you win you'll get paid fast fanduel has a lot of ways to play like the spread money line over-unders team totals player props so much more Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. Combine multiple bets in the same game in a same-game parlay and try out Same Game Parlay Plus. And now, FanDuel is live in Ohio, so people in Ohio get in on the action immediately. Use the promo code BOXING, that's how they know I'll send you, and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Welcome back to another Boxing with Chris Mannix. As always, you can listen to the show live on the AMP app. Just follow Chris Mannix on AMP. This is Boxing with Chris Mannix. Oh, somebody punch him in the face. Anthony Joshua is a composed and ferocious finisher. Watch this. Andy Ruiz is the heavyweight champion. Hosted by SI's Chris Mannix. That was my moment. Now with interviews, analysis, and everything going on in the world of boxing. When you have talent, you are given another chance. Here's Chris Mannix. Before we begin this episode of Boxing with Chris Mannix, Sergio Mora has a statement he'd like to read. I, Sergio Mora, have decided to return to your struggling podcast for the sake of of your rabid and famished boxing fans in dire need of my boxing knowledge coming from the sweet scientist and a former champion in myself. And for that reason, I am back. You're just bored. I'm a lot of things, man. It's a boarding one of them. I mean, your kids are around all week. It's Christmas vacation. I'm not bored. I'm just, you know, I, I, I just... You want to find another word for it? Uh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. <laughs> like your ratings. <laughs> Sergio Mora, the former junior middleweight title holder, DAZN broadcaster. Champion, not title holder, champion. I beat a champion. Well, a title holder is you pick up a vacant strap. I beat a champion to become a champion. You did. Rephrase that, please. Sergio Mora, who beat Vernon Forrest (laughs) 
before <laughs> forking over his title three months later because he spent too much time in Las Vegas is here. Also, DAZN broadcaster uh, back after a month-long hiatus to uh, to join the show. We, we got a lot to get into today, though, Sergio, because it, it's been a tough week in boxing. And I want to begin with the news that broke on Wednesday, which is that Gervonta Davis was arrested in Parkland, Florida, on charges of domestic violence. According to a police report, Gervonta struck a woman on the side of her face, causing a cut on her lip. This was not a woman that lived at his home. We don't know the identity because there are laws against that. Um, Gervonta allegedly did that. Uh, The woman, there's a 911 call that was released where the woman was screaming, he's going to kill me. Uh, Gervonta on an Instagram post, which as we record this has been deleted, has denied these allegations. As of right now, as we record this, the fight uh, Gervonta has scheduled for January 7th against Hector Luis Garcia is proceeding as planned. So Sergio, not the first time Gervonta Davis has been involved in domestic violence. Give me your reaction to what happened with Tank. Well, you touched on it. It's not the first time. Uh, in 2020, he was uh, accused of something similar. An ex-girlfriend, uh, we all saw that video of him at a basketball game when he uh, he, he got physical with another woman. I, I believe it was uh, uh, is the mother of his children. I don't know, but we've seen it before. So the history is there. The record is there. So you can't, you can't deny the fact that, that Tank has anger issues. He said it already on record that he has anger issues a lot of fighters have anger issues but fighters that are on the championship level know how to control that their issues their emotions they know how to check all that when it comes that's what makes them great fighters but then you gotta all that needs to be uh, compartmentalized in order to live like a normal human being like a man you know like a like a father like a husband whatever it is a provider you know, he has a, a record, and it's it's something that can't be denied even by his own team because the record and the proof is there. He's admitted that he has issues with his anger, and he, he's, he's been physical with, with other women before, and it's a damn shame because he's at the brink of, of becoming something, you know, he can transform himself after that Ryan Garcia fight, if he can win that fight into something even more special, but it's a damn shame that this reputation is just going to be a burden for him because it's not, it's not, it's, he's not being able to shake it, shake it off. You can't shake off something that we've seen with our own two eyes on video. And, you know, already multiple women have come on and said that he's abusive. No matter how many statements he releases, it's already there. Yeah. Javante's in his statement on Instagram said it, he would never do it. Well, you've lost the benefit of the doubt for the public if you're Javante Davis because there is that video that you referenced where Javante grabbed his then-girlfriend by the neck and pulled her out of the arena. Police say that he even hit her afterwards behind the scenes, some video suggesting that happened. And then a year later, Sergio, Javante, or it was actually months later from that incident, Javante was in a car accident 
where he drove his brand new Lamborghini through a red light, hit another vehicle, injuring four people, including a pregnant woman, who in September said to a judge she looked Gervonta in the eyes and said, please help me, and he fled the scene. Like, this is a case still pending. He's got a court date on this in February. Gervonta has done some reprehensible things over the last few years. This is the latest uh, involvement. We don't know exactly what happened there, but I know I've stopped giving Gervonta Davis the benefit of the doubt in these types of situations. The question is, it comes to boxing, Sergio, because this is... You know, th- there's a decision that needs to be made by Showtime, by people involved in the Davis-Hector Garcia fight. Should this fight move forward? Your opinion as no. a fighter. Okay, why? Absolutely right. not. Roly Romero was canceled when he was going to fight uh, uh, Tank Davis because of an accusation. Not an arrest, an accusation. Tank Davis got arrested for battery, for physical assault. This is on record, on his file. <laughs> you cannot let this show go on. Because they already uh, uh, Showtime and and the networks already set a precedent there. You do bad, you're gonna get canceled. They did it to Rolly Romero. They should do it with their star. And it's a shame because you know I believe in innocent until proven guilty. I didn't think Rolly Romero and I I was on record with you on Jab saying I don't think they should have canceled that fight either. You know because that was her side of the story, innocent until proven guilty. But if they f- canceled that fight. They should cancel Tank's fight as well because you can't allow one to go through just because they're not as big of a star as, as another. It's just, it's not right. The accusation, the arrest is there, the police report, it has to get canceled. Yeah, th- this will be a test for Showtime and its parent company, CBS, because it's one thing to bounce Roly Romero. He's just Roly Romero. You can get a replacement for him, which they did. He's not the cash cow in that particular fight. It's another thing to bounce Gervonta Davis. Showtime's done the last 11 Gervonta Davis fights. They have stuck by him even after that video came out, Sergio. That video, right? right. <laughs> that was as damning a piece of evidence as you're going to see against someone, and Showtime stuck by him, and they continue to do his fights. Here you have another example of domestic violence. An arrest was made. There's a 911 call, which I think is terrible. People, if you haven't listened to that, it's bad. Uh... I don't know that they have much of a choice but to walk away from this because if they don't, like any credibility a network like CBS or Showtime has about investigating and caring about domestic violence, it goes out the window because, you know, in a way, Gervonta Davis is on the Showtime payroll, right? Like he's their fighter. They're pouring millions into his pocket. They're promoting him. They're advocating for him. They're televising him. I don't think they have any other choice in this situation but to scrap this fight and let the, the the judicial system play out. And if they let this fight continue, they're enabling them. And this is what happens with, with, with bad boys, not only in, in, in boxing, but in any sport. You know, you get these kids from urban areas that make millions and millions of dollars, and then when they get in trouble, they don't throw get the book thrown at them like, like a normal uh, a kid off the street. They get protected by fancy attorneys, by networks, by lawyers, by their team, their management, their, their PR, and good for them. They have the money to do that. But whenever you already set, like I said, a precedent, they already did that with Roly Romero on an accusation. Now this is an arrest. You can't go backwards from there. You can't clean this up with a PR machine. You have to look it in the face and say, man, 
yeah, we got to bite the bullet on this one, man. We got to, we, we, we have to, we have to postpone this, at least postpone it, but if not cancel it, but something needs to be done because it's going to be a terrible look for, for everyone involved in this fight. If it proceeds, because not only will I could see protests going on outside and, 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 you know, like a whole movement getting together, if, if stuff, something like this is allowed to continue. It's another black guy for the sport. I wrote about this over at SI this week. You know, other sports are not perfect on the issue of domestic violence. In fact, most of them have something of a checkered past. I remember back in the 1990s where there were NFL players. Dan Wilkerson is one I wrote about who were accused of some reprehensible things. There was no punishment leveled. Jason Kidd in the early 2000s, he pled no contest to spousal abuse. There was no punishment by the NBA. Even Kobe, like if you think back to 2003, Sergio, Like, Kobe was accused of rape back then. Never convicted, but accused, arrested, went to trial for rape. He was flying around the country, you know, dropping in on his own trial in Colorado or on for hearings while he was playing in the NBA. So the the mainstream sports leagues have not been perfect on this, but they're getting better, right? Like, they're coming, when incidents like this come up, they're coming down harder on those involved in it. Deshaun Watson with the NFL, never criminally charged, but he got an 11-game suspension from the league. I'm following one right now, Miles Bridges with the Charlotte Hornets, who was arrested and charged and pled no contest to one count of uh, domestic violence. He has not landed back in the league yet, but when he does, he's going to face probably a 25-game suspension. Boxing's got to catch up. Boxing has not what shown... Do you mean it needs to catch up? It, doesn't, it hasn't shown it, it cares. It, it hasn't it, shown it cares about domestic violence. I mean, it doesn't we, care. We've seen this before with Mike Tyson. You know, right. Back, and we've seen it with, with several, several Floyd Mayweather champions. in 2012 many, was many, licensed many just fighters. weeks after he pled and agreed to an 87-day prison sentence for many beating fighters, the mother of his man. wife, not his only, kids. Not only fighters athletes like you said not only basketball fighters athletes and i mean this ain't the 1950s anymore man this ain't the honeymooners to the moon whatever her name was you can't play that anymore man i mean there's just too much to lose now and we're not in those times anymore it it, it, this is something that needs to be nipped in the bud immediately and 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 if you enable any athlete in any sport uh by sweeping it on the rug with high-powered attorneys and pr machines and and just a slap on the wrist, then it's going to happen again because then you're you're setting that example that if I'm big enough, I'm popular enough, I can get away with this, and it shouldn't be that way. I agree. Um, if you're Ryan Garcia, to kind of spin it forward a little bit, what are you thinking right now? Go straight into that fight. Go straight into that fight uh, with Tank because not only is it going to be Look, Ryan Garcia has that cookie cutter, good looking, clean cut image of you know pretty boy that. Yeah, but that but, can if really hurt but you. if you're Ryan, aren't aren't you worried like no. that there isn't going to be a fight? Like I don't know if there's going to be a fight. He should keep calling him out because he's the hold on. Yeah, but like this is going to be this. good boy versus bad boy. I, I get I get the sell for it, Sergio. Don't get me wrong. And Ryan Garcia has been among those who have publicly criticized Tank for uh, some of his behavior towards women. But if you're Ryan, can you count on Tank Davis being available? You look, Forget this. There was a there's a February 16th court date for Tank Davis where he could wind up going to jail I, I or serving it. home confinement. I, like, can, Should Ryan Garcia be counting on Gervonta Davis to be available in April? Because Ryan could look around, Sergio, come February or March and not have a fight. Yeah, and this is where promoters that are savvy at what they do and Golden Boy Promotions, they have excellent matchmakers that can have a substitute 
that's going to be similar. They were, they were talking about Mercito Gesta, a short southpaw, aggressive southpaw, just like Tank. So if they're planning to fight Tank, they, they could have Mercito Gesta on standby, on a payroll, just in case something happens and that show won't go out the window. They, that's exactly what Ryan Garcia do because he's at the perfect, he has a perfect opportunity to be the good boy against the bad boy. Everyone loves that matchup. We know Ryan Garcia is already very popular. And we know that, you know, like in hip hop, the, the, the more of a bad boy you are, the more popular you are. And sadly in boxing, you know, it's similar like that. If you have that bad boy reputation, you will get more following. So could you imagine this is just going to get more popular on 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 even tragic news like this because we, they want to see Gervonta Davis get knocked out. They want to see him get beaten up. They want to see the bad guy lose. It's just that's that's promotions, man. That's the way it is. I think Ryan Garcia should keep calling him out, keep doing what he's doing, and and maybe this time around, Tank Davis is not going to have an opportunity to go any other direction. He's going to have to face the music and face this kid because he doesn't want the bad publicity chasing him. If that fight happens though, and I think if you're Ryan Garcia, you now have to operate like there's a good chance that fight's not going to happen and plan your career accordingly. Whether that means taking that fight against Mercito Gesta or just saying, I'm a full-fledged 140-pounder, I'm going to start targeting the Teofimo Lopez's or the Regis Progres or the other top guys at 140. I think that thought has to at least cross your mind over these next couple of weeks. If this fight uh, against uh, Hector Luis Garcia gets scrapped for Tank, if you're Ryan, you can't be banking on this okay. guy being available. Right. Look, I got a perfect example here. You get another aggressive, power-punching southpaw champion in Regis Progre. Love that fight. I love that idea, Mannix. There you go. Ryan Garcia should go after Tank, and if he can't get Tank, if he can't get if Tank gets the book thrown at him at court and he he's not available. Two very different type of fighters. Regis <laughs> Progre. They're both southpaws, but all they have in common. But and they're both power-punching, aggressive southpaws. What's the difference? Eh, Regis is a little bit bigger. Uh, and I'm not saying. I, I won't favor <laughs> Ryan Garcia. Against, That's a tough fight. I won't favor Ryan, Ryan Garcia against Rugeru either. I won't favor Garcia over Tank. And I've said it before. Uh, I, I kind of do. But I think it's close fight. I think it's first guy to land big wins. I've said that in the past. All right, let's move on. Um, end of the year right now. Coming up on the close of 2022. Your fighter of the year right now is who? Who is the best fighter of 2022? Fighter? Fighter of the year. Uh, you, I, already, I already said it. Bam Rodriguez. I already said Bam Rodriguez. Look, Dimitri Bivo beat the number one fighter on the planet, but he was a bigger fighter fighting the smaller fighter. Bam Rodriguez moved up two weight divisions to beat two of the four kings. That is not what young 22-year-olds are meant to do. So not only is he ahead of the game, he fought three times this year. He beat two of the of the, of, of the best flyweights in the world. That's my fighter of the year, man. That's my fighter of the year. I get Dimitri Bivol should be the favorite, but if you really look at the nuts and bolts, Bivol was not a huge underdog. He was a 4-1 to one underdog against Canelo. Why? It's pretty big. Yeah, that is big. <laughs> what are you but, talking about? He's a four to one underdog. I don't remember the odds, but I remember w when we called that fight. I, I'm like, man, Bevo's going to be think about a it differently now. Bevo's going to be a headache. But you, when we called the fight, absolutely. But you remember what Bevo was coming off? He was life or death against Craig Richards. He right. had that win over Salamov in Russia. That wasn't very good. He, he was not heralded coming into that fight. And he goes in. And forget the scorecards. He dominated Canelo in that fight. That should have been 116-112 at easy, the minimum. That's the not easy call. Minutes. The easy call is saying Dimitri Bivol and why, you won't be wrong. Why not go with the easy call then? And, and, you, and you won't be wrong. But you can't be wrong. 
you're speaking as a critic, as a fighter, as, as, as a media guy. I'm speaking as a fighter how difficult it is to go up and wait to face these power punchers like this at that age. At 22 years old, I couldn't even imagine fighting for a world title, man. I was still, you know, fighting guys my age. So that is what I'm considering. The fact that this this kid is so gifted to be able to jump up in weight class and, and, and fight these men, these these power punchers, and, and make it look so easy. And look, I'm not taking nothing away from Bevo. He dominated the number one boxer in the world in Canelo Alvarez. But and then he went out and dominated Zerto and Ramirez. And then, let me finish, man. Don't they be interrupting me, yet. all right? I'm your guest. They haven't gotten And then he beat an undefeated tall southpaw in Zerto Ramirez. He dominated that fight. So yeah, look, you won't be wrong. But I, I just, I love Bam Rodriguez and what he did. He just bit off more than he can chew and, and he chewed it. Shoot it and spit it out. <laughs> Shoot it. Um, I was most impressed with Bam's win over Sorungvisai. Sorungvisai came in with the reputation as the biggest puncher at 115 pounds, and Bam went out there, took his best shots, and knocked him out. Quadras was a very, very good win. Knocked Quadras down the third round, won a decision. I just think Bivol beating the number one pound-for-pound pound guy in Canelo Alvarez and following that up with beating the undefeated super middleweight champion, the 5-0 at light heavyweight, five straight knockouts, Zerto Ramirez, and beating him in the way he did. That fight wasn't close either. The no, Canelo wasn't. fight wasn't close. The Zerto fight wasn't close. Those are two decisive wins for Demetri Bivol. I think it's a, a clear-cut winner at this point. Clear-cut number two, by the way, Bam Rodriguez. There's, I think there's no... No, no competition for the number two spot, but Bebel to me was and, number one. And this is where where the smaller weight divisions don't get the much as much attention as the the the, the heavier weight division. That's all it is. Because if 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 Bam Rodriguez was a middleweight, you might be thinking differently. Uh, so yeah, so the, the the bigger you are, the more attention you get. The 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 you know you're fighting Canelo. So you're going to get more eyeballs on you. So it just means more. Well, I think but too, pound Sergio, for but- pound, but pound for pound. He Bam Rodriguez beat some legitimate power punching fighters. He at did flyweight. He did. Well, Guys, Quadras that, is not a big puncher. Quadras is probably the least puncher of the. Quadras was physical in his fight with Chocolatito. He was. I mean, he he. So side knocked out a legend in Chocolatito. I mean, these are power punching flyweights. I tell you what, if Bam had fought four times in twenty two, or if in that third fight fought somebody maybe at an even higher level, I'd probably have a tougher time making that decision. But that third fight, kind of uninspiring, you know, Israel Gonzalez. Gonzalez went the distance with Chocolatito. Going the distance is not, like, what is that? What do you mean, what is that? You want to reward a guy for that? Uh, Yes, whenever you're going against a a legend and you go the distance, absolutely. So should we reward you for going the distance with with Shane Mosley? Absolutely. (laughs) And and Vernon Forrest twice. So I went 36 rounds with two great fighters. So damn right, Mannix. (laughs) Pat yourself on the back right there. Um, all right, I want to ask you about something Adrian Broner said. Talking to our friend Sean Porter recently, Broner, I'm going to paraphrase here, uh, indicated that one of the reasons he left PBC to sign this new deal with BLK Prime was because when he was discussing you know, potential opponents, potential paydays with Al Heyman, um, they wanted him to face, quote, Godzilla in order to get the biggest paydays, whereas BLK Prime doesn't really care who he fights. They're going to pay him whatever he wants uh, regardless. I, I kind of scratch my head at that, Sergio, because shouldn't PBC's approach be how it should be, right? Like, if you want to get the highest paydays, you got to get the toughest fights. Broner right now 
is scheduled to face Ivan Redcatch in a fight in February, a fight that nobody is going to watch. Nobody. Nobody is going to watch Broner Redcatch on pay-per-view on BLK Prime. No shot whatsoever. Broner, if he's going to get the big payday he says he's getting, okay. But I kind of found it, it kind of exposed the bad part of boxing right now where guys are expecting to get big paydays yeah. without taking tough fights. Well, yeah, because he's already been through there. I mean, Adrian Broner made a lot of money fighting, you know, fighters like John Molina and Adrian Granados and those type of fighters. And he was making millions and millions of dollars. Now, every time he stepped up, he lost. So that, that anytime he steps up to a Godzilla, like you were saying, he loses. But at this point of his career, he has to face, you know, Godzilla. He has to face, face King Kong and Skull Island. He doesn't he, want to, though. But he's going to have to. He's going to have to. Not if BLK Prime. Be not for what he says about BLK Prime is right, that they'll let him fight whoever he wants on pay-per-view. You know, Redcatch has coming off back-to-back losses. He got beat by Regis Progray like when a year and a half ago. When you're an older fighter and you're long in the tooth, you need to make a statement against a younger fighter, an up-and-coming fighter. You need to prove that you're still the goods. Or else you go to be okay and 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 do what they're doing there. But I, I don't think they're gonna pay him all that money. I think that's just gonna be a uh, he, he's just saying that for he can bring more money to the table uh, negotiation tool. I, I don't think they're gonna pay him that money because we know what Adrian Broner is on the top level. He comes up short with the biggest fighters. He did it against Maidana, Sean Porter, and everyone else. Now on the smaller level, the C plus level, hey, he beats these guys. So if he goes across the street and fights in another network, he's not gonna fight you know, a Godzilla or King Kong. So good for him. Let him, let him do that. I just don't think he's going to make the money that they're promising him. It's the grass isn't greener on the other side. Al Heyman has been great to, to that kid. And, and, and he's, and he's, he's squandered so much of his money, talent and respect. So there's only so many bones you could throw out uh, whenever you're dealing with a fighter like that. And I, I think they had enough of him. I honestly don't, I don't even mind what Broner did, right? Like, if he really is being guaranteed that type of money to fight the Ivan Red catches of the world, why wouldn't he take it? I have the same position with Terrence Crawford when he went to BLK Prime for $10 million to fight David Avenesian. I don't blame a fighter for taking a big payday for an easy fight. I blame BLK Prime for having one of the worst business models I've ever seen. Like, if you're going to commit that kind of money to Terrence Crawford and have really low pay-per-view numbers, God bless you. If you're going to commit to three fights for Adrian Broner and not tell him that one of those fights has to be against Regis Progre or somebody of that level, I don't know how you're making any of that money back. I don't know how that's not just a fire pit of money that you're burning it all on. I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't Trill, get the business Trill model at that. all. I mean, Triller did that, so why not? BLK? And it didn't work for them. And, Anyone and that tries to not, do that, it doesn't work. And it's not going to work for BLK, but for some reason there's money out there to burn. You know, everyone thinks they have the next great idea. and It's boxing, all the same idea. Boxing, it's all the same idea. We're going to win a first tried. bid or we're going to sign everyone's, one guy. You don't sign one guy, you sign fights. You don't sign a fighter, you sign fights. If you can get Broner to fight Regis Progray on BLK Prime pay-per-view, that's a fantastic fight. Give me that fight. Well, I take it back. It's not fantastic. It's good. I'll take that fight on pay-per-view. Progray Broner will be Excellent. a popular fight. Excellent. I'd watch so why that. why not fantastic? Uh, be, I, I think Progray makes it's, short work It's a work fantastic name recognition and it's a fantastic matchup where 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 people just know who they are the two former champions will be explosive two power punchers i think maybe it won't 
pan out to be a fantastic competitive fight, but I think it's a fantastic matchup. You know what they should have done instead of Red Catch? And this was a name that came up. They should have done Broner against Romero. Like those two would have yapped at each other for yeah. two months. Yeah. And, and it would have been mm-hmm. an average fight, but at least it would have been relevant and we would have been talking about it prior to it. But and, instead, and, and it would have been affordable because Romero, I don't think, would have priced himself out of yeah, that Romero fight coming off a loss. That Romero, if you've listened to him lately, he kind of thinks that he deserves a big Brinks truck because he got knocked out by Trevante Davis. I don't well, really... Well, he's going to he, he's gonna make money because he's going to be a good heel. He and is a good heel. He, he punches hard. He has a big mouth. And, you know, he, he got knocked out by one of the best fighters in the world. And there's no shame to that. He comes out, you know, knocks out two, three guys. He's back. He's promotable. And he's... But he's got to fight. Like, he last he fought fight, in, what, June? Fight. And there's no plans for him to fight in the first couple of months of 2023. At least not plans that I'm aware of. He's got to fight. Like, he you can't back. just sit on the sidelines and hope a big payday no, comes No, no, no. He, come, he has to come back and turn heads again. You know, knock out somebody, and, and, and he'll be back on a, on a seven-figure payday. But this BLK, I don't know if he was getting this, seven figures for that uh, Davis fight. I don't if think he, he fights him, BLK, he is. Oh, BLK, yeah, if you're going to keep <laughs> throwing that cash around. All right, a couple of things I want to hit you with. Uh, Teofimo Lopez continues to take a lot of heat from not just media or, you know, internet media, but... His peers. He gets criticized a lot for his performance against Sandor Martin. Now, Teofimo said some wacky things over the last couple of weeks, including uh, that he knew that the camera was on him when he said, do I still got it after this Martin win? I don't believe that for a second. I think Teofimo, in that moment, was experiencing a crisis of confidence. But I have said this. Until any of these top guys at 140 decisively beat Sandor Martin, you can't say anything about how difficult he is to fight. The guy beat Mikey Garcia... He went and fought well, or at least fought his way against Teofimo Lopez. He is a very difficult guy to go up against. But Teofimo now, he's 2-0 officially at 140 pounds. But he's taken a lot of criticism from a lot of people that don't believe he's proven he's a high-level 140-pounder. What would your advice be to Teofimo Lopez moving forward? Man, I would love to have a, a sit-down with Teofimo because he's such a he's such a smart He's such a smart kid, you know. He's just a uh, like many of us fighters, you know. We we come from broken homes. We were emotionally emotionally damaged, or at least unavailable, and we have a lot of things to juggle. Uh, and then money throws gets thrown our way, and popularity, and you, everywhere you go, you recognize all that's hard to handle in in in, in your early twenties. So I would love to have a have a sit down with him. I mean, I've I've, I've met him. I talked to him before. I chopped it up with his father. He's a smart kid, but I think he's he's just emotionally immature, and I, and I hate to say that because we I I know he's he's really a smart, damn good fighter, and 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 I know he's the goods, but mentally I just think he needs a a tune up, he needs a mental tune up, and I don't think he's gonna get it from his father, you know I've been in boxing you know t- over twenty years, and the father son trainer relationship does not work man i've seen so many relationships where they get broken where they get broken for life because of boxing father-son relationships you know a good example is peter manfredo and and uh, the guy that i found the contender he still hasn't talked to his dad since losing in in, in the rematch in the finale that it, it's split and I've, I've known so many kids growing up that dynamic is so difficult to juggle and, and that's why you know you got to give credit to fathers like bill haney you know because He's the trainer, but he brings in other trainers. He's the voice, but he also has help on that voice. That's a su- successful 
father-son relationship, trainer-son relationship, because he lets other trainers involved. But then you look at, like, say, um, uh, Danny Garcia. They like too much of the limelight. Teofimo Sr. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, not Danny Garcia. Angel Garcia. Angel da- Garcia. Angel Garcia. He loves too much of the limelight. Teofimo Sr. loves too much of the limelight. Uh, I would even say Kenny Kenny Porter, you know, Sean, Por- Sean Porter's dad. That that works because Sean Porter is su- such a, you know, I've been in camp with him. <laughs> Man, I couldn't deal with training with a with a with a <laughs> militant father trainer like Kenny. He's just too strict. And it'll annoy me man it would annoy me but sean he respects and loves his father and and for some reason that worked out for some reason that worked out because that should have been broken a long time ago but yeah it does not work maddox mayweather senior mayweather jr it does not work man you can't it works when they're young, right? You can tell an eight-year-old, a ten-year-old, a fifteen-year-old, even an eighteen-year-old. You can scold them. You look like shit. You should have done this. You could have beat him, but you can't say that to an undefeated fighter at twenty-one years old, at twenty-five years old, a, a young champion. You can't tell them that anymore. You can't talk to him like a son no more. You gotta talk to him like a world champion. You gotta see him like the world sees him, and that doesn't happen in a father-trainer relationship. And that's where the emotion. Uh, fractures and that's where the resentment comes in and that's where your first loss or even your first bad performance you just butt heads and that relationship gets strained and that's not it's not only strained for the for the lifetime of your i mean for your career it's a lifetime because it gets it gets fractured man and 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 there's times where you know it, it never gets mended i just don't like that dynamic never have never will it's a good point because the number of father-fighter relationships that have not worked far exceeds the number that have. That's for sure. Um, for Teofimo, though, going into next year, there's been some talk, a lot of talk about matching him with Josh Taylor in the middle of the year. Um, I'd personally like to see Teofimo take one more fight against a mid-level 140-pounder before he fights a Josh Taylor. I think he needs that. I think he needs it for confidence reasons. I, I honestly, Sergio... I thought he looked fine against Pedro Campa. That was a good fight. Good win. Knocked him out. And again, Sandor Martin is really, really, really tough. He's slippery. He moves a lot. He's in great shape. Uh, I thought Teofimo had a bad game plan, or at least you know fought poorly in that fight. But I think Sandor Martin is very difficult for anybody in that weight class. i like to see him fight somebody a little more conventional in his next fight. If for no other reason than to get his confidence back up. I think Teofimo still has the power to be a big hitter at 140. He obviously has the talent to be elite at 140. I just think he needs one fight in between before we see him in with a Josh Taylor or Regis Progray or anybody else, the top guy in that division. That's where matchmaking comes in. That's where where a matchmaker has to play, you know, matchmaker slash counselor. That's where a trainer needs to really uh, uh, brainstorm with the matchmaker and promoter, say, look, this is where my fighter is at. This is what he needs. This is a style matchup. And they will do that because there's money to be made, a lot of money to be made. You're you're talking about a, a fighter that took over the he literally took over the lightweight division by beating one fighter. He got all the belts, undisputed pretty much. And he went from that to not having the confidence all of a sudden. You know, over it does that's not how it works, man. So that 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 dynamic is is um it's a weird one, man. I just don't like I don't like it. But I think if if knockouts 
knock people have short short-term memories knockouts erase everything and, and it brings that confidence back in a fighter whenever a fighter feels like he doesn't have it anymore one head turning knockout will bring all that confidence back because we've been doing this since we we're young kids man and we've had doubt before we have insecurities before we've been lost before as amateurs but then once you get that one big win on the stage under the lights and the fans are back to asking your autograph the pictures and you're back to making the, the big money hey i'm back baby i mean that was just a hiccup this is boxing every great champion loses and you get your swag back Teofimo needs a swag back with another big knockout. That's all it takes, and we'll see him. We'll, we'll see him doing backflips in the Heisman in no time. All right, we still have one more fight to go in 2022. A New Year's Eve matchup in Japan. It's a big fight, Sergio. 115 pound unification fight between Joshua Franco, the brother of Bam Rodriguez, and Kazuto Ioka, uh, who is a big star over in Japan, multi division world champion uh, over uh, in Japan. Um, this feels very 50-50 to me right off the top. Um, Ioka has been busier. He's coming off a win over Don Nietes in July, uh, whereas Joshua Franco, he hasn't fought in over a year now at this point because of some issues there, uh, coming off the trilogy with Andrew Maloney. How do you see this fight taking, I mean, how do you see this fight playing out? Franco's going to have his hands full. Not only because <laughs> I Ioka, do agree, but it's uh, Ioka's going to be difficult to look good against. I mean, he's he has pressure what, guy. He's a pressure guy, but he also has a long right hand. He he has he has that 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 tricky upper body movement. He's going to be in his hometown. He's only lost two times, Mannix. Both of them were close split decision losses. So anytime a fighter loses a, a, a fight like that, he still considers himself undefeated. He feels he. He got that bad end of the decision. So Ioka has the confidence. He's going to have the hometown judges. He's going to have everything on his side. And Franco, wear and tear catches up to you, man. You can't have trilogies. He's had two trilogies in the last hand, a couple of years. I mean, you don't, you you can't put your body through that wear and tear. It just catches up to you. I just think the wear and tear is going to catch up to this young man. And Ioka is one of those fighters that's going to get just give him hell, man. It's going to be a very tough fight. For Frankie to win, unless unless he comes out and starts fighting like his brother Bam, you know, using his footwork and and using angles and 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 using. Do you think speed. he can? Because he trained by he the can. same guy, Robert I think, Garcia. I don't think he can. They're two different fighters. But I'm saying, if he can surprise us and do something like that and box off the back foot and use angles and 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 concentrate on going the distance, not going for the knockout. And avoid that right hand. Ioka has a, a, a damn good right hand. And, and um, Franco's been stopped before. Mm. And he got caught with the right hand. And uh, if he gets hit by that Ioka right hand, it's going to remind him of that time he got stopped. So, yeah, he's going to have his hands full. So, if it goes to decision, Japanese judges, it's just going to be... It's going to be... The, the cards are stacked against Well, I'm them. sure there'll be American judges of it. But in, in Japan, or at least there'll be neutral judges uh, for a fight like that. But I agree with you. In Japan, it's difficult to get a decision on somebody's home turf. The crowd is going to be behind Ioka. Uh, for people that don't know, that's a major boxing day in Japan. It should be a really, really good crowd uh, for that fight. I, I wonder, you know, if you're Franco, it's got to be a lot of juice flowing through you, though, because this was the year of your brother. You know, Bam Rodriguez got a lot of the attention, deservedly so. you got to be sitting there thinking, look, I just completed my trilogy with Andrew Maloney. I won two of those fights. The third was a no contest. This is my time. My brother has already said 115 is my division. I, I feel like the motivation, at the very least, is going to be there for Joshua Franco. I think that's going to matter in a fight like this. I think he's going to be, you know, he's going to be fired up for this fight. 
yeah, he's going to be fired up. He's going to be ready. He's going to have everything going in his favor. But you're, you're still going to be fighting a Japanese yeah. fighter in Japan with Japanese judges, maybe one judge, like you said, that's going to be American. And uh, he has a lot of wear and tear. Look, I wish him the best. I'll be pulling for Franco. I'm, I'm a big fan of Franco and his brother, uh, Rodriguez. I'm a huge fan of Robert Garcia. I wish him the best. I just think he's going to have his hands full by this Japanese fighter. Tricky, tricky style, good right hand. Franco has been stopped before. You're going to be awake at what, like 3 in the morning when that fight takes place? Are you, you kidding me? I won't be up. You're going to pop up for that. TiVo. You still have TiVo? Uh, what's it called? I don't know. DVR. Whatever. Yeah, DVR. TiVo. You probably still do have TiVo. <sighs> yeah, I do. Glad you made uh, a return to the podcast. Hey, listen, man. I need a raise. So you better talk to your boss, Colin Coward. Is that his name? <laughs> Colin, Colin Coward. Coward, Volume Sports, Logan Swain. Pay this man more money. He can't afford me no more. And when we come back, Baltimore Banner investigative reporter Justin Fenton with the latest on Gervonta Davis's trial in Maryland. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Now, I'm supposed to talk here about what I remember and what I loved about my first car. And that's easy for me to do because I still have my first car. And as long as it keeps running, and so far so good... I intend to have that car probably until the day I die. Uh, That's how much I love that car. It is like a child to me. Now, it does require some upkeep, and that's why I'm grateful for a place like eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 
With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot or download the app today. If you're looking to get more out of the NFL this season, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything. From the money line to touchdown scores to over-under yards. You guys listen to this podcast for boxing. I give a lot of boxing bets, but I love making NFL bets with FanDuel. There are so many more exclusive bets, like both teams to complete their first pass attempt. I just love screwing around with that. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a better chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. FanDuel is also now live in Maryland. Marylanders, make sure you get in on the action also with great offers just for you. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel with the promo code BOXING. You bet with me with boxing, bet with me with the NFL. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, Justin Fenton is an investigative reporter for the Baltimore Banner. Among the stories he's covered in the last year uh, has been the ongoing legal proceedings for the hit-and-run case involving Gervonta Davis. And with the latest incident involving Davis happening down in Florida, I wanted to bring on Justin to see exactly where this case in the Baltimore area stands. So, Justin, thanks for joining me. Um just kind of give me an overview of what the last year has been like with this case and where it stands today. Yeah, this has been sort of pending through the courts for a while now, um, and it's getting nearer to a resolution. Um, the case stems from a November 2020 uh, incident. Uh, there was a hit and run accident in downtown Baltimore. Uh, it took a while for charges to be brought against Tank, uh, but he's facing uh, 14 counts. They're all misdemeanors, uh, but they carry up to a year in jail each. Um, in the spring, prosecutors offered a plea deal. They said that they wanted him to serve four months in prison. He said no. Then uh, in the fall, prosecutors and the defense came back and said, we've reached a deal. Uh, we think that he shouldn't serve any time. Uh, we think that he should get a year suspended, uh, which means that basically you don't serve a year, but if you screw up, if you get in trouble again, you can be any part of that sentence can be imposed. And a judge actually rejected it. Uh, the judge said, I don't think that that is uh, serious enough for these charges. And so as it stands now, uh, he's set for a trial for uh, February. How, how unusual is it to see a judge reject a plea deal negotiated between the defense and the prosecution? It's fairly unusual. We have a system here in Baltimore uh, where all cases start with a single judge. Uh, it's like Grand Central Station for every case. And the judge uh, can, can uh, listen to plea deals. She can accept them. She can tell them to go back and work on it again. She can send them off to trial. 
Um, so the fact that the judge here, basically, I think she was swayed a lot by the, the, uh, the victim in the case. She appeared with her attorney and said, please don't accept this. Uh, a lot of times I think these cases probably would go through. Uh, they get sort of rubber stamped and moved along. If both parties agree, then the judge says, oh, I'm not going to stand in the way. Uh, but the, the victim spoke out and said, you know, I was hurt badly. Um, I looked at him in his, in his eyes and asked him for help and he, and he fled. And I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, so any number of things can happen going forward, though, as as uh, as, as you probably uh, uh, are aware. Yeah, you mentioned that that victim statement. J just reading that from your reporting, that, that was pretty powerful stuff. I mean, this was a pregnant woman who, as you said, told the judge that she looked Gervonta in the eye and asked for help, and he, he immediately fled after that. Um, yeah, I, uh, were you in the courtroom when she she said that? No, this was a virtual hearing, so it was over the phone. But yes, she 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 appeared in, uh, in that hearing. Uh, yes, there was four people who were injured in this crash. Um, three of them, notably, uh, apparently reached settlements with with Davis, uh, and and her lawyer said that he really wasn't engaging them on that talk. And you wonder how much that that ha has to do with things. But um, yeah, uh, she said that her car was smoking. She was trapped. She's pregnant. Uh, that she's had injuries that have lingered and continued to affect her life. And that, you know, I think what, what the attorney said was, you know, this this is a nothing for him. If you give him a year suspended, a two months home detention and work release, that's nothing to him. Work release for an athlete is going out and playing sports, uh, you know, fighting in million dollar bouts. Uh, so and they want to see more happen. Um, now, and, an interesting thing is that there's going to there's a changing of the guard in the state's attorney's office. Our top prosecutor, Marilyn Mosby, who people might remember from Freddie Gray case and things like that, she was uh, not reelected, and it was her office that engineered this this original plea offer that was rejected. There's a new prosecutor uh, taking office on Tuesday. Uh, we'll see if he takes a harder line, uh, takes a, a you know, it takes the same stance that the prosecutors have had thus far. The other thing that could happen is. The uh, judge who rejected it, as I mentioned, she's the, you know, the hub that controls all the cases. She could transfer it to a judge for trial who actually does think that that's an appropriate plea, uh, plea uh, outcome. Um, and then there's, you know, anything can happen at trial as well. So it's really, I think, I think he's facing a serious prospect of jail time, considering that the original offer was four months. Uh, then the offer of no time was rejected. A judge weighing in and saying, "I don't think he should get any time." He's facing a real prospect of time. But again, uh, you know, anything can happen at trial, and uh, you know, it remains to be seen. Is there any way to extrapolate what the changing of the guard in the prosecutor's office means for this case at this point? Because this will be a pretty high-profile case that'll be handled. There'll be a lot of attention paid to it come February. Yeah, I mean, it's not a it's not a murder case. It's not a rape case. But in terms of being high profile, it's probably one of the most high profile cases our new state's attorney will inherit. Um, I think, you know, our previous state's attorney was known for, you know, perhaps progressive policies. Um, and, you know, her husband is a city council president and hosted events with Tank Davis where he appeared on panels, went out to talk with kids. You know, I, I think a lot of people in the Baltimore community are rooting for him. Um, but our, our new state's attorney, uh, he's talked about being a little bit harder on crime. Um, and, um, you know, I think that it, we could very much, uh, you know, see them take this to trial. You know, I think people hear maximum penalty of a year and think, wow, could, could he get a year? Could he get 14 years? You know, people don't get maximum penalties. It just doesn't work that way, especially someone without a prior record. But some jail time, some time that could take him, you know, uh, you know, uh, out of commission for, for a while. Um, you know, I could I, I could definitely see that happening. 
So Javante's back in the news this week because of an incident that allegedly happened in in Florida involving an altercation with a woman. Um, what, if any, impact on what's happening up in Baltimore could what's happening in Florida have on Javante? That's a great question. I mean, uh, I think we we saw that his previous case from, from 2020, also in Florida, uh, was recently dropped. Uh, that was a case that went, it was uh, on cell phone video, went viral, um, you know, and after more than two years of being of pending, prosecutors said that the witnesses and the victim didn't want to cooperate, even though they had that video, that they didn't want to cooperate and they, they dropped that case. So that case is now in the rear view. He doesn't have to worry about that anymore. This new case that has popped up, um, for better or worse, uh, you know, domestic violence cases very much hinge on the alleged victim wanting to cooperate. A lot of times we don't see that happen. Um, and, you know, already Tank is disputing these cases. He was on social media last night saying this is made up. Uh, this is embellished. He retweeted his nutritionist who said he was there when the 911 call was made and didn't match up with what was actually happening in the room. Um, but again, I think to the extent that it could have. So, so right now he has a clean record, right? The, the battery case is dropped. Uh, it can't be used against him. This, this new case, we'll see what happens. But I think it's possible, it's possible that uh, if, if he were to be convicted in this hit and run case, the judge could look at the totality of these incidents and say, you know, that this indicates somebody who is troubled, you know, who needs to be, I guess, taught a lesson. Um, so it's possible that these things could carry him into the Baltimore courtroom. So what Baltimore, happens, <laughs> sure, what happens on on February 16th. Is this the beginning of something? It, could this, could we see a resolution on the 16th or are we now headed towards what could be a lengthy process? Uh, you know, Baltimore courts are hard to predict. Uh, again, as you see, these things have been pending for quite some time. Postponements happen all the time. Uh, I think after the plea deal was rejected in September, it was set for a December trial, which sort of raised the prospect of whether this was going to affect his upcoming fight. That didn't happen. It's now scheduled for February. Uh, and, you know, it, it's it's not clear whether it'll actually go forward at that time, but it's been set for a trial. Judges said this should go forward again. They could reach a new plea deal that a new judge is amenable to. Uh, it could go to trial. It could go to trial and and the witness uh, could the, the alleged victim could testify against him and pick him out. She could take it all back. Uh, there are many outcomes uh, at, the, at this point, including being postponed even even further down the line. Yeah, it'll be uh, worth watching as most people in boxing are just, you know, they look ahead to Gervonta, Ryan Garcia, Gervonta, these big fights got planned in 2022. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of people watching to see what happens on February 16th or whenever that trial uh, ultimately picks up. Uh, Justin, I appreciate your time, man. Uh, keep up the great work. I'll be following you on the Baltimore banner uh, covering this case over the next few months. Okay, thank you very much. All right, time now for this week's picks brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. And 2022 is almost over, but there still is one huge fight left before the end of the year, 115-pound Unification fight between Kazuto Ioka and Joshua Franco. That fight will take place over in Japan. It'll air at 5 a.m. Eastern time. So get up early if you want to watch Ioka versus Franco. Ioka is a slight favorite in this fight, according to FanDuel. Minus 172. Josh Franco, the underdog, at plus 134. I just can't bet against Ioka in Japan. He is... A big name over there, and I think fighting on his home turf is going to be a big benefit for him. I think Josh Franco 
is going to be highly motivated. I talked about this on the pod with Sergio, but I think Ioka, a pressure fighter, is going to do just enough to get the judge's decision. So take Ioka to win. And as I point out, take Ioka to win by decision. Not much better odds there. Minus 105, according to FanDuel. But Ioka, I think, is not the power puncher at 115. I think he's going to win a decision. There'll be some competitive moments. It'll be a competitive fight. Um, there'll be some good exchanges. But I think Ioka's activity, his pressure, that's going to be the difference in this fight. Kazuto Ioka to win by decision. That is my pick this week. And those, that's my last pick for 2022. That's it for this week's episode. My thanks to Sergio Mora and Justin Fenton for joining the show. As always, subscribe, rate, review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you download podcasts. And I'll see you next week. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot slash iHeart.